0: Here we are, one week before Thanksgiving.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Very exciting. We got a lot to talk about.
1: We do have a lot to talk about. I have
0: spent the entire week getting excited, getting into this, getting excited, being very in-depth on my research that I've done for today's episode.
2: Yeah, and you haven't let me see anything.
0: Yes, because today we talk about something (laughs) that occurred a few years ago and had swept across the country and Mm -hmm. still lives in infamy today. I'm talking about... Maybe a holiday celebration that mm, lives in infamy, let's say. Okay. And this is the Folgers brother-sister Peter's home commercial.
2: Oh, my God.
0: As soon as I say it, you know exactly (laughs) what I'm talking about. Yeah. How could you not? Okay. We're going to get into that in just one second. It was 2009 when Folgers released the commercial meant to be a modern re-imaging of an old commercial they Mm -hmm. did from 1985. The original commercial... Peter comes home. All right, mm-hmm. so let's go back to 1985
1: first. Thanks
0: a lot. Peter's Merry getting Christmas. out of the car.
1: Yeah.
0: Little sister, maybe six. Cute little blonde girl. Peter! Merry Christmas. Everyone, please. i know how to wake him up. Come on, come on. First of all, this was a time when commercials kids were 60 seconds long. <laughs> we had four times the attention span in the 80s than we do today. Lots of patience. I watch this and I'm like, the editing, like, we speed this up a little bit. We we get the point. We know what's going on. So Peter's setting up coffee for the family. Mom's happy to see Peter.
1: Oh. I <laughs> it's sweet. It's wholesome.
0: Best wishes for this and all your mornings from Folgers. Well, thank you. And you and I, by the way, we spent time in Kansas City, and there is yes. an intersection in Kansas City that you can pull up and see where the original Folgers, Folgers uh, headquarters, I guess, at one yes. time in the 1800s was there. So that simple, innocent commercial. Now, I'm going to take you to a simple, innocent time. Okay. 1985. Oh, okay. I'm in fifth grade. You're in sixth grade. <sighs> We're talking about Christmas that year.
1: Okay. All right.
0: What do you think some of the big toys were in 1985?
1: 85? Yeah. Like... I don't know, like Cabbage Patch Kids. Absolutely,
0: Cabbage Patch Kids number one really? on the list. Yes, boys and girls, both. You do have a Cabbage
1: Patch. Oh my gosh! Of course, I had a Cabbage Patch Kid. I did not. I had a not. couple of them. I,
0: I did not. Now I did know a a a kid, a dude, a boy that uh-huh. I went to school with, and I remember uh, Troy had his Cabbage Patch, really? and even then. Kind of people, you know, and you shouldn't, whatever. It's good for boys to have dolls. It's good. It's healthy for them. And they, they learn good skills that way. But uh, yeah, Troy, I remember he brought it in for Christmas one uh, year. You know. I,
1: I won one at the fair. I okay, won a cab- You won a, a real cabbage. No, it wasn't real. it oh, was so disappointing. A
0: lettuce head child. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was not, you did not get a cabbage patch kid. I did kid.
2: end up getting a real cabbage patch kid. Yeah. But I remember being so excited that I won a cabbage patch kid and that it was a total fake. It was Did so you know right away when you got it, like oh when, God, when, yes. when the carny handed like, it to yeah, you? Yeah, as soon as they handed it to you.
0: Did they have a real Cabbage Patch Kid there, like as the display, like, hey, you can win this. And I then they do the old switcheroo. I don't
2: think so. I just think that you were like just far enough away from like whatever the balloons or the balls yeah. or the bass, whatever you had to yeah. do. Yeah, 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 Like you were just far enough away that you couldn't quite see that it was <laughs> fake. And then like. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're telling aw. a carny scammed you when you were in sixth being grade? I remember
2: so excited. Freaking fairs. That that might have been when I started to not really like fairs.
0: It's understandable. Clearfield County Fair when I was a kid, huge thing. I mean, like, oh,
2: look, yeah, of course you know, I
0: mean, when I grew up. Small town, less yeah. than a thousand people, middle of nowhere. that county fair was like the, the only socialization that you had for the entire summer. It got you ready to go back to school and you know how like over the summer when you're a kid, you might hit like a growth spurt or something. Trust me, I was very excited when I was 12 years old, <laughs> Clearfield <laughs> County Fair. my parents taking me, and this is the first time in my life uh-huh. that I was allowed to go walking around by myself. You remember that when I finally do. like you, you know you don't do. have, to have be with your parents they're like, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to go let you walk around. You have two hours at the fair. Meet us back here at the Ferris wheel at 8 o'clock. I was in heaven. 12 years old walking around. I think I had like 20 bucks in my pocket.
1: Uh-huh, I thought like, oh
0: yeah man I'm playing games I'm looking at yeah I'm like looking at girls 12 years old walking around. Flashing <laughs> your 20. Let me uh, let me make sure I paint the picture here you uh, the wearing ride. a pair of uh, white clam diggers uh-huh. which is a really good look for a 12 year old boy. Uh, basically culottes <laughs> if you will like <laughs> these shorts that go down past my knee uh, and a, a Beach Boys uh, Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I'm styling you know this is like 1988 I think I'm something in the yeah, probably like eighty eight, eighty seven, eighty eight, something like that. And as I'm walking around and just having a good time, I had one a mirror of course. You remember the little square mirrors oh, yeah. that everyone got Sexy. my Van Halen mirror. Very excited about that. I had a poster as well. And I look at my watch and I was like ah you know what? I'm supposed to meet my parents here in 10 minutes. I should head over towards the Ferris wheel. Let me do that. So I go walking. And as I turn to do this, this is 10 minutes before I'm supposed to meet my parents. First time they let me go walking by myself. Clearfield County Fair. <laughs> I slip. And like oh, both no. of my feet go oh, out no. from underneath me.
1: White pants. And, oh,
0: white pants. The cl- And so my entire side is just covered in mud. And then i just, you know, you're 12 years old, so embarrassed. People stand, kids are laughing, people pointing, you know. Of course. You know, I'm, uh, if you've ever seen Stand By Me and the whole uh, blueberry pie, I was kind of like the laughing stock, like that's how I felt at the time. And so I get back up and just covered in mud and just walk over to the Ferris wheel and stand there with my head down, just waiting for, for my parents to show up and then my dad what the hell happened to you? And I had to tell him the whole story. All right.
1: So did you ever have a Cabbage Patch Kid?
0: No, never had a Cabbage I wasn't much of a doll guy. My sisters will tell you when I was very young, uh-huh. I did want to play Barbies with them. I think I just wanted to be included yeah. uh, with that. But the action figures, I mean, whether it was G.I. Joe, Transformers, When I, that year, that 1985 okay. year, I was big into the Transformers as well. Okay. I broke my Megatron. The first Christmas Day, oh, I know. I, stupid little. I I thought that the sight on his arm came off and it, s- it snapped. I'm like, oh! And, and you
1: looked up and then there was this Folgers commercial. <laughs> yeah. So, all
0: right, that was that was 1985. Also that year, by the way, uh-huh. Pillow People. Do you remember Pillow People? No. Okay, they, I- I mean...
1: This is like mis- Like what is it? What's what is it now? Mr. Pillow? Or well, Mr. Pillow? no, no,
0: no, no. That's my pillow. That's something totally different. Many kids learn how to kiss using their pillow. People, I would suppose. I mean, they, they what? They, they were like big faces. And, like they, I remember, there was a Aww. boxer one. You know, and like they all had different characters. They also came back in 2010. That pillow pets. They came out with those, and those are still okay. big today. Mid- all, mid- right.
1: That's, that's, I, all right, that's that sounds familiar. Well, there you
0: go. All right, now speaking of comebacks. Back to that one. Soldiers commercial, okay, we all okay, remember.
1: Okay.
0: Earlier, we were talking about the original coffee commercial. Peter comes home, released in 1985. Okay. Fast forward to 24 24 years later. Okay. All right. 2009. You with okay. me so far? I am. It's a year am. of leggings, skinny scarves, statement belts, and America loves watching families with too many kids on TV. <laughs> 2009, John and Kate plus eight. I told you, I've really done my research on this, okay? John and Kate plus eight is on TV. Octomom was 2009. The Duggars, 18 kids and counting. Good thing no controversy ever happened with that family at all. Right? So let's go back to what was going on in 2009. There was so much controversy in the media that we didn't even know was going to happen, including this Folgers Commercial. Now we go to the 2009. 24 years later, Folgers decides they're going to redo the ad and update it for 2009. Peter comes home for Christmas. I must have the wrong house. Sister. <laughs> and she's grown oh, up a little, keeps a
1: little bit. A little bit. They waited up all night, you know. It's a long way from West Africa.
0: Oh, real coffee. All right, we're going to stop it right there. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang (laughs) on a second. Okay. Now, the sister's grown up a little bit here. She's a teenager now, right? He says he was in West Africa. Uh And then the next thing is, oh, real coffee. Excuse me, sir. (laughs) Do you understand the coffee trade and where the majority of beans are grown in this world? You were in West Africa and you could not get good coffee? That's not the problem with the ad. No. Though. That no. is just a small piece. It is a small piece. It's a small piece. And, now, and actually, uh, right now as I've got it paused, I can see mom and dad in bed once again. Okay. Brother and sister downstairs. Mom's got a little smile on her face. Oh. I don't think she realizes the sexual tension that occurs <laughs> between her children.
1: He's here. I brought you something from far away.
0: <laughs> really? Oh. She takes the bow. <laughs> what are you doing? Take You're my present this year. The best part
1: Ooh. Ooh, that look! <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, just just, just, just a second, card. a
0: second too long, and that's the problem. Because here's here's the thing that we know about 2009 when this when this commercial comes out. Uh huh. The reaction to the ad was exactly what you think would happen on the internet. When you go online, and you know how it happens sometimes, you think that maybe you're the only one that's noticed something, Uh and then you go and research it, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, other people think the same thing too. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened here. Memes, articles, parody videos, it even inspired a genre of fan fiction, and we will get into that as well. But first, let's get back, okay? Uh So if literally online... In 2009, the Christmas that this commercial was released, if at that point, thousands upon thousands of people watch the commercial uh-huh. and collectively think, hey, <laughs> that sister wants mean? to bang her brother, how the hell did this commercial ever get made? That's some more research I had to do.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So we had to go back and figure out who was the ad agency who greenlit this project.
2: Oh, gosh. Okay, so 2009, was it Leo Burnett? It
0: was not Leo Burnett. This was an ad agency, Saatchi and Saatchi, which are still around today. Okay. Okay. They are currently doing ads for uh, Goldfish Crackers and Snyder's of Hanover pretzels. (laughs) Dig a little bit deeper, and you find out the three main guys responsible for the production, three guys, Doug, Ray, and Jerry.
1: Okay, Doug, Ray, and Jerry.
0: Follow me on this, because you worked in production, and I'm going to have to ask you for some of your expertise here, okay? Mm-hmm. Doug Pippen was the writer of the commercial. Okay. okay. He came up with the idea early on that Folgers loved. His pitch was the older brother coming home from West Africa, working in the Peace Corps, his sister, a certain age that grew up quite a bit while he was gone, and he says, quote, he barely recognized her in a, quote, unquote, playful manner.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Now, here's the deal. Little known fact, Pippin's own son had been in the Peace Corps and had done work out of the country, had come home for Christmas.
1: Okay. So a little bit of personal experience. He's like, he's pulling from that.
0: Literally the inspiration for the story. Yeah. And that's according to director Ray Dillman. Now, Ray Dillman, he's described as, quote, a very good casting and filming man, Films in a way that is very observational and believable and emotional. Okay. Can we please go back to the believable and emotional observation we all made regarding <laughs> that commercial? Ray. All right. Now. I need to ask you about this because Jerry Boyle is the producer of this commercial and okay. you worked in commercial production. I
2: did in Miami.
0: What were your experiences with producers? I'm sure there were some good ones to work with. I'm yes. sure there's some bad ones to work with.
2: I worked primarily um, with one company. Um, I was an independent contractor, but I probably booked 90% of my work with them. Right. And I those producers were great. I mean there was an executive producer and then there was the uh, the production manager there was another producer um, Miriam and Grace were freaking amazing. Well, I'm good. still friends with with Grace on Facebook today. And then but there were agencies that would come from out of town like there were LA that would book there were you LA guys. agencies all the time that would come out of town because I think like ninety percent of the rap videos in the '90s and early 2000s were shot Miami. on South Beach. Right, I mean right, that's right, just right. reality. Right. So, but they would bring the producers like the above the line people from LA, and they would come to Miami, and then they would hire their local, you know, local production and local, you know, talent, um, right. hair, makeup, vanities, all that stuff, casting. So there were the the producers that would come from LA. And holy shit, like, there were a handful that were just a freaking handful. I'm sure.
0: I'm yeah, sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it would come down to, I saw a, a producer just lose their mind on a PA once because they bought the wrong brand of batteries. Oh, wow. Not the wrong type of batteries. Just the wrong but brand. But just the wrong brand. Right. Yeah, like, the difference you bought between, like, an Duracell and an of, Energizer. Yeah, yeah. You know like, and they would just, like, you would think... That they just lost twenty thousand dollars, like
0: it's like that movie Swimming with Sharks. Do you yeah. know the difference between Splenda and sweet and low? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. I, it, you know, and this whole condescending attitude as they're getting into it. So let's get into this production here. Summer of two thousand nine. Uh huh. The ad was cast and filmed in Santa Monica. Okay. okay. So you're gonna come and find out. There's so many weird Hollywood connections with really? this one commercial again i spent like over a week doing a deep yeah. dive on all this we start with timothy simmons this actor best known for jonah on veep what a huge series oh yeah with julia louise dreyfus Holy. right right now he was new to los angeles at the time he worked the camera for the auditions and the callbacks and that's what i was going to say to you about people that you work with in production you find out that a lot of people that are looking to make their break in other ways they take these off jobs or these side jobs because this is something just to get their foot in the door
2: julia robert's husband. Right. He was an assistant cameraman.
0: There you go. There you go. Exactly.
2: Then they, that's thats how they met.
0: All right. Well, let's go to the brother in the ad. Okay. And we're talking about Peter Comes Home 2009 yeah. with Folgers. Matthew Allen since gone on to star in the Hulu series Castle Rock, and that's based on Stephen King stories, mm-hmm. and the Netflix series Dahmer. He's also in that oh. as well. Okay. Director Ray Dillman had worked with him before on a PGA commercial. Again, talk about your production stuff. It's not really your talent all the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's about... Who you know, Bright not exactly right what time. you know. Right. Bright so people. then director Ray knows Matthew from the PGA commercial thought, hey, this guy comes across genuine. I like him. Why don't we bring him in to read? Mm-hmm. The sister, Catherine Combs, Dillman said he chose her because she took everything seriously, had something he felt would match the, the vibe in yeah, the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, she wasn't quite as successful in her career of acting. I will, I will say that. She didn't have so much. She has a lot of like one episodes if you go to her IMDb, but that same year- in 2009, uh-huh. she was also featured in the movie The Blind Side. And thank God there was no controversy oh, around <laughs> that movie either. <laughs> Catherine Combs, look it up. That's oh, true. God. Now, it's crazy to think this commercial with all the winter setting is being shot in Santa Monica, uh-huh. in California, in August oh god all right I mean I mean what's some of the crazy stuff when you were doing production like didn't you have to go find things and then like 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 production assist you had to find things around the city for the set yeah
1: yeah yeah no you had to find a bunch of stuff I mean and weird weird things would happen all the time I mean I was on a, a shoot once no names um, because some of them had their own controversies and they're in jail. Um, I've seen vehicles
2: like a uh, talent, just like leaving with a vehicle, like a Lamborghini <laughs> or something. Like they're supposed to drive it from one end of the block to the other. And they just like dipped right. and we're gone for a minute. Like with, uh, these like, you know, yeah. $100,000 um, car. Yeah. Um, I've seen guys get arrested on, on set. set. Yeah. Wow. Um, People get hurt she because never told of production. Me any of this. Yeah, that's I've, so interesting. I have. I've just told you the names with the stories. I've told you the stories around the the, the names. Like we've that's seen true, the people on true, TV. And like, oh, I saw this happen. But yeah, it's just the names aren't included there. So I've a seen lot all of, sorts of stuff. A
0: lot of controversy on set. Now we go back to this commercial. Uh huh. They say there was no controversy whatsoever when they're shooting it. So nobody
2: had any clue that this looked like crazy weird.
0: They all say hand to God. They didn't. We go back to Matthew, the guy that played the brother. Uh Uh-huh. He says it's purely brother-sister at the time. Pretty surprising when, quote, people start talking about it because it was a brother-sister thing. Ray Dillman, our director. Yes. Okay, he was asked about this. He said, quote, they had fun with each other. Ray, you got to watch your words. Whoa. Ray, 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 Ray. (laughs) And quote, they had fun with each other. I didn't see anything that would have indicated that it could be interpreted any other way. But I will tell you, like any sus- suspected brother sister incestuous relationship, there may have been whispers as soon as the ad went public. But the one of the very first people, if not the first person, to write about the relationship was this woman named Alexa. Excuse me, Alexa, Marino's. Okay, he had a blog. Call Cleveland is a Plum. God bless the internet that you can go back through the archives and find these things. Cleveland thing. is a Plum was a blog that she was running in 2009. And on Wednesday, December 16th, again, think about that. The ad had only been out for the holiday season, 2009. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> so she wrote this on Wednesday, December 16th. That ad had been out for two weeks, yeah. maybe a couple month. A couple weeks. May, exactly. Before we get to what she said about the, the uh, infamous Folgers ad. What else was happening on that day in 2009? 2009, we're talking December. What is this again? December 16th, 2009.
1: Is it political? Like that was an election.
0: Well, actually, it's funny you answer answer that because the chair of the Federal Reserve, Ben Bernanke, Uh was named Times Person of the Year on that day because pulling America out of the Great Recession. Gotcha. All right. All right. Also, uh, Roy E. Disney, Walt Disney's brother, Died on that day, 1979. Mm. Do a little music uh, news here for you. In the United States, and it's interesting that we we are uh, covering this topic with this Folgers ad. In the United States, it's Empire State of Mind. But in the UK, uh-huh. the number one song was Bad Romance by <laughs> Lady Gaga. And thank you for the setup, Lady Gaga, as we get back to this Folgers commercial. Back to Alexa, her now defunct blog, Cleveland is a Plum, where she asked, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote her directly. Is it just me? Or does Peter want to bang his little sister? <laughs> <laughs> this is directly from her now to fun wow. blog. There are some serious googly guys being thrown back and forth between the fair, and if I'm not in an oh so happy to see you variety, more in the come F Me variety. Why is quote-unquote sister grown up in this version? Why is Peter rocking the bedroom eyes, practically licking his lips at the 37-second mark? And now I highly recommend you go back and watch the commercial.
1: 37-second mark?
0: And get the little lick lick, lip from Peter. Because these are all valid questions. Yes. I suppose they are. She closes the blog with this, though, and this is the bothersome part. With all that being said, Peter, call me. I'd like to know if the best part of waking up really is... Folgers in your cup. Thank you uh, for that. Now,
1: Wow, I wonder if he ever called.
0: According to the website, knowyourmeme.com, which Uh God bless, who knew? Before this whole research, didn't know that was a thing. How great is the internet that you can now source your memes? (laughs) When the writer and consultant Nicole James tweeted, nothing gets me in the holiday mood like that incest slash Folgers commercial a few years later a screen grab of her joke circulated on Tumblr. That got over 220,000 upvotes. Then we go to 2012. The Daily Dot publishes a piece titled How to Talk to Your Family About the Folgers Incest Commercial. 2014, BuzzFeed writes, in retrospect, that commercial from 2009 is definitely about incest. Mm-hmm. In 2015, Uproxx posted a list of 10 reasons that incestuous Folgers commercial is our modern Christmas classic. That same year, Above Average made an extended parody cut of the ad where the siblings confirmed that they are, in fact, banging. Oh, God. Right. And you have to go and talk to the writer of that piece. Uh-huh. I saw an article with him. His name is Glenn Boozan. He says, there's some vibe to dad where I was like, is this a dog whistle for something? Okay, this brother coming home from West Africa seems to want to F his sister. <laughs> and then they're trying to sell us coffee. What's happening? I remember experiencing it alone. And then eventually I realized talking to other people, watching TV with other people, it wasn't just a me being sick in the head type of thing. Yeah, everyone watches this and gets the same vibe. Again, we've talked about how in the internet internet age, truth does not matter.
1: No, oh, my God. No. Right?
0: If you yeah. have it's even less relevant than, than than anything the most important thing is support as long as you have two or three people that support your ideas 100 percent you can go down the list flat see Earth it all the time Mexican aliens and I'm talking about the outer space ones, you know what I'm talking about like like the list you can go on and on it doesn't matter whether it's true or not you get a couple people that believe this thing public con- public consciousness will take hold of it yes and then it just grows and grows from there and that's yes. exactly what happens with the internet and, and it, it happens much faster. Because of the internet, we can go back to things like Johnny Appleseed there, there there's a, a tall you know like a, a legend like a folktale right yes. and that took a long time for that to grow but because of the internet it's like putting that on steroids and people can just grow this legend so much quicker mm-hmm. so the ad game infamy people involved in the process saw it in different ways uh, art deviant art. Started doing visual tributes to it, so people started making their own like cartoons of oh it. Oh my god! Uh, fan fiction site called Archive of Our Own, and by the way, I will tell you right now: if you go to our internet browser history, uh. you're gonna find that I went to Archive of Our Own, which has a whole section devoted to the Folgers Home for the Holidays commercial.
1: Are these like, are these like sex books?
0: Uh,
2: yeah,
1: it's
0: people. Kinda,
2: it's kind of people romance novels. People writing their
1: own
0: Lusty romance books. stories based around these two characters, gotcha. right? Gotcha, gotcha. It even started mutating more after that. Some writers subbed in other characters, like Cersei and Jaime Lannister from Game of Thrones. Oh, God. Or how about (laughs) Kylo Ren and Rey from Star Wars? They put them in the Folgers (laughs) commercial and started writing their own stuff.
1: Nice.
0: The fandom collectively known as Folgersest. You, you can look it up online again if you go to our internet history. I'm just saying, if you happen to see Folger Cest in our internet browser history, now you know why. <laughs> uh, and the most popular of these works is still exists on there, is a nearly 10,000 word, incredibly involved story that I did skim through. Uh-huh. Basically, what I did is I went to the story and I, I searched for a couple keywords. Oh, you can find those key words in in this story. A home for all seasons, including this passage. Excuse me.
1: Oh, God. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) Libby bit her lip, reassured, but still feeling the slightest chill in the back of her head. Like there was worse and darker, harder, out in the mist. Matt, I need you, she said, the words ringing true in every sense. Oh, by the way, spoiler, at the end of that one, the brother dies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. And please, you can find all these things on the Internet. Just start digging your own wormhole. You, you will find them. So after the commercial takes on a life of its own, uh-huh. the impact and the careers on the people involved, like all the twists and turns and interpretations of the ad, it depends on who you ask. If you talk to Matt Allen, the brother who played the actor, he'd tell you he loved the fact that it's something that people laugh about. <laughs> this is a good quote. He says, okay. to be honest, it's possibly still the job that I get recognized for the most. I have so much respect for Folgers because of that commercial. And wow. if it, hey, if it launched the dude's career, that's awesome, right? We can go to director Ray Dillman.
1: royalties. Mailbox money, yo.
0: Absolutely. Who doesn't want mailbox money? Ray Dillman, the director, said, quote, I've had a handful of spots I've directed over the years being parodies. It's a razor's edge. Been doing this type of work. So. Doesn't seem to bother him. Yeah. Now, we come to this other one. I said we'd get back to Jerry. Jerry Boyle, our producer. Yes. He agrees, quote, most anything out there can be misconstrued in a certain way. Well, yes. And what about Timothy Simmons, the cameraman who turned actor, co-starred in Veep? Yeah. He can relate. Turns out he was in a KFC commercial. (laughs) Somehow interpreted as a celebration of men going down on women while they're menstruating. What the... Yeah, yeah, who knew? Who knew that he had the same thing happen to him with a KFC commercial? I kind of
1: want to see this commercial now. I want
0: to know what that term is. I have no idea what that term is. I don't either, but I I
1: feel like I need to see the commercial I can find
0: that for you. I know where that commercial is. The best I have saved for last. And this is the reply from Tina Meyer Hawks. And I have not mentioned Tina through this entire process. That's the
1: sister, right?
0: No, 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 no. Tina Meyer Hawks, in fact is the Vice President of Marketing for Coffee Brands at J.M. Smucker, Folger's parent company. What a title.
1: What is she said? She
0: is the Vice President of Marketing for Coffee and Brands at J.M. Smucker. Uh And here's her exact quote. Quote, As we think back to 2009, the social media landscape wasn't quite what it is today. However, references to coming home continue to make their way into popular culture. There have been a number of tweets, memes, and parody videos over the years. There's also been a lot of long-lasting positive sentiment and adoration for the story. We did not anticipate the public would see it any other way. And rather than engaging with them in misinterpreted conversation about coming home online, we're we're focused on showcasing modern mornings in a new and different way for the brand.
1: Abigail Folgers would have rolled over in her (laughs) grave. In
0: that abigail folgers by the way you brought up as i'm doing my research i totally did not know that she was one of the victims from one of the, the charles, manson charles manson murders in sharon and she, tate's yeah, house yep. who was the heiress to the folgers brand No, i would say that that woman who is the once again her exact title vice president of marketing for coffee brands at jam smucker um found out dropped like a hot potato really don't want to revisit this conversation right, ever right, again right? that's basically what yeah. she did yeah 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 look the reflection on the lasting legacy of the Folgers commercial. I think I I stu- spent way too much time in my past week studying this. But here's what I think it is. Yes. It is fandom at its best. It's wildly creative. It's absurd. It's transformative, right? It changes. As We're
1: fan- still talking about it. As
0: fans get a hold of it, they change it. They make their own stories about it. It has relatively little to do with the source material. People have stories about Hulk Hogan when they grew up watching him and it doesn't matter because they had, look, of course I make a wrestling reference because that's the thing, but it doesn't matter. It has everything to do with the meaning we have ascribed to these things. Whatever meaning we put behind them is the meaning that it has. If you want to think it's brother-sister fiction and think that it's totally disgusting, that's fine. If you want to think that it's brother-sister fiction and you want to write more, I don't care. As long as it's consenting adults, we're allowed to do what we want. It's fandom at its best. Let it live on. And again, like you said, that ad stopped running (laughs) in 2012. And here we are now, it's eleven in 2012, years later.
2: Twelve. That's the last
1: time it played. It,
0: yeah, it has, it's just been floating around the internet since then. And again, Folgers got away from it way back then. It's because and it's, it's lived a life of its own, and, and they can only be thankful
2: for good or bad that their name continues to pour out of people's lips. So, what do you think? Like you've been, you have been studying this mm-hmm. all week long. Do you think that it really was never a conversation at the ad agency before it was released? Like nobody ever sat in the editing room and went. Or was this like like, the editor? You 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 know what happens in the editing "Uh room? I'm going to do this and see if anybody notices. And like the editor totally got one over because that's what happens. Like the director and the editor go back and they sit in the room and they put everything together. And then. Do you think it was like, ha? Ah, do you think anybody will like stop this? And then it just got through. Or do you think people honestly were not thinking like that because you got this group of like somehow, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, well, you've worked in production, unicorns. you know, to get to get a, get a group of people that would collectively have the most purest of thoughts. That's rare. That's rare in any room. Like to get a whole room Let of alone people. the
2: entertainment industry.
0: Exactly. So do I think that there might have been like, eh, maybe. Uh, the director, I don't think he saw it because, or he just got the shots that he wanted. Was it possible that one of the editors said, man, that's a look just a little bit too long or that lip lick at 37. Yeah. Leave that in. Ah, maybe now if I'm the actor on the other side, uh huh, I would think you would have to feel that. I would think that if you're in the moment and now how good are commercial actors or how good is their acting skill mm. at the time? Cause maybe you're not in it and you're just waiting for your lines you know but if you're if you're a true actor and if you're committed to the part yeah then whatever their vibe they're putting off is what you're picking up and you're just reacting to that so you've just got yourself in the brother sister mode now other people might see it you know i don't know
1: i was never in that mode with my brother
0: <laughs> nor me with my <laughs> sister and that's probably a good place for us to wrap all this up for today by the way, like we said, Thanksgiving this week. So make sure you go back and you can download the Thanksgiving playlist oh, yeah, that we fun. have available on Spotify and video on YouTube as well as we play a Florida Taurus and go down and play around a round of mini golf. All that is yes. available and we're gonna do this again very, very soon. Thanks a lot.